Strawweight Prospect, Cheyenne Buys. Thank you so much for joining me today. How has uh, life been the last couple of months for you? Uh, well, thank you for having me. And life the past few months, uh, uh, it's been the same. Like, I've just been training. <laughs> My husband and I, we have done nothing this whole quarantine besides just prepare, prepare for our fights. I was actually supposed to fight last month, July. So we prepared for this fight since the call, which I got back in February. So last few months have been nothing but a grind. <laughs> so pretty much this has been the longest training camp of your career then? Yeah, by far the longest training camp. I mean, when I got the phone call in February, my coach sat me down. He was like, listen, Cheyenne, do not go crazy. And I was like, yes, sir, I won't go crazy. But we went crazy <laughs> We'd been for a long time as... This really is the biggest fight of my life and my husband's life coming up. So, With the training camp being so long and like you said, your coach told you don't go crazy. How do you you know, keep yourself from overtraining, overexhausting yourself? Well, you have to take, you have to be smart. You have to be really smart. You know, luckily I have my husband who can sometimes tell me like, hey, listen, you're doing too much at this and you know, we keep each other level-headed with it. Like, if I'll tell him, hey, listen, you're overtraining your body. You know, as a fighter, I feel like not just us, but any fighter or pro athlete in any sport, they're going to overtrain themselves because that's just what we do. That's all we know is just to train, train, train. So for this camp, we played it really smart. There was definitely times where I got burnt out and I had, like, to take the weekend off or something. But, I mean, if I take more than one day off, my mind plays – plays games with me so we don't really get to take too much time off but we definitely make our schedule to where it suits our bodies way better and that we're not killing ourselves every day now before we dive deep into your contender series fight i wanted to talk about your amateur career because you did have a extended career with multiple titles but you also had some setbacks during that time you know how important has that experience been for your pro career so my amateur experience i mean my very yeah. first amateur fight was probably by far one of my toughest fights to this day. I took my first fight, uh, it was four days after my 18th birthday, and I fought a two-time Olympic wrestler. I mean, don't ask me how that fight got set up, but <laughs> I mean, I took my first fight against a two-time Olympian, let alone that that's already hard to get to the UFC level. I mean, look at who's in the UFC that's an Olympic athlete. I mean, for the strawweight, only person I know is Tatiana Suarez. Mm. So, I mean, for me, that was like a huge fight for me, and that was my very first first fight so I did take a decision loss on that but after that I had a few setbacks I had like six losses as an amateur and they were in the beginning of my career and it really came from like the wrestling background I didn't have any wrestling when I first started training MMA when I first started training MMA I was strictly taekwondo kickboxing and I got into the grappling scene really good and so when I first started fighting, I was getting matched up with all these girls that would just take me down, hold me down. I wasn't getting finished. I got finished twice as an amateur. And one of them being I injured myself. So <laughs> that kind of sucked. <laughs> but, you know, so when I did move to Las Vegas, I moved to Las Vegas back in 2000, I want to say 16, beginning. And since then, I went on a, on a high horse. I started winning my, all my amateur fights. And my last amateur fight, unfortunately, I was winning my fight, but I ended up dislocating my own elbow in the last, like, minute of the fight, which my team decided, like, listen, you looked great. I still think we should go pro, so. 
Yeah, I wanted to talk about that that last fight, the one that where you dislocate your elbow, but you still kept going. You know what what pushed you? You know what I mean? Because most people would look at the arm and be like, "All right, you know, I'm an amateur. Maybe I might take you know stop this and let's move on to the next fight." It doesn't matter if I'm getting paid to fight or not. I'm a fight, and you know, I think I just have that fighter blood in me. I don't know where it comes from. My family, my both my family, my mom and dad, none of them were ever fighters. No one in our family ever was. But I just have something in me that, even as an amateur, I'm going to die in that cage before I quit. It's it's my pride. It's the only thing that I have going for myself. So for me, when I dislocated my arm, I was mad. I was angry. I was like, do not stop this fight. I was like, it's one thing if she was beating me up, but it's another thing if I'm beating her up and she's not landing shots so for me it was more of like an anger thing i was like man why did my arm have to dislocate but it's not the first time it's dislocated my elbow so like i wasn't like surprised but i was surprised i was like i felt it happen but i didn't think it dislocated mm. i was like okay i'm on top of her and i was like go to punch her and i went to like try to punch her and my arm went the other way and then i was like ooh like we got a problem so like i tried disguising it i tried to make it look to where i was fine but the referee mark smith he's a great ref for the ufc also you know he's actually someone i i'm pretty close to and he he started to notice it and then he stopped it and i looked at him and i was like mark do not stop this and he was like cheyenne i'm your friend i i gotta stop this and I was heartbroken, to say the least. But, I mean, it was probably better off that he yeah. stopped it. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to give up. But they forced me out. So That was already in you before that all happened, then, that, that warrior spirit. You know what I mean? Because, you know, a lot of fighters, they have doubts in their mind. Like, do I have that warrior spirit? If I do get injured, will I be able to pull through? And, and those moments take them to a the next level. But you're already there. Yeah, no, there is no, there's no quit in me. There's no quit. I mean... Now, I mean, I've already had that in me. I just needed the skill. And I feel like every fight, it's just getting better and better. And that fight was a great fight for me. So, unfortunately, I had to take the loss from Dr. Stoppage. But it wasn't a loss in my eyes. It actually showed me how really tough I am. And that just carried, carried me higher. Like, now I'm a professional. I'm fighting on the Contender Series. And I, I told my husband, I said, listen, I'm willing to die in there. Like, I, I will not leave that cage without winning. And I, I'm just going to do everything I can. Like, I have 15 minutes, but I always say, like, I always usually when I fight, I'm like, okay, I have this amount of minutes to, to beat this girl or whatnot. But this time, I'm like, I have 15 minutes to go out there and kill her. Like, mm -hmm. I, I just I just have that crazy instinct, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Killer instinct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Now, as a pro, you know you're you're four and one. You know what? What do you believe has been your best performance so far? My best performance so far has to probably be my elbow dislocation. That that oh. as a oh, as an amateur, but as yeah. a pro, yeah. My best performance yet would probably have to be my debut, only because I finished the girl. But in my eyes, that wasn't my best performance. I just, that's the only time I got the finish. Um, but also my title fight in Canada, I would say that had to be my best performance as I did something that was completely different for 
for my kind of style. So that was a big fight for me considering I went out of my comfort zone and I fought a different style fight. I went back and watched your debut because of what happened in your last amateur fight. And I was like, man, you were vicious in that fight. Like that girl took a beating for three rounds. You know what I mean? Like it was pretty, pretty nuts. I still finished her with 30 seconds left. And so I was considering I got the finish via elbows because Mm -hmm. I told my coaches, um, my striking coach back in the the day, uh, I told him, I said, I want to finish this girl with my right elbow, the elbow I dislocated. I was so angry about this arm and I healed it myself. I didn't have money to get it fixed or anything. I literally taped my elbow up every day to my body and I went and trained. So for me, it was one of those ego things. I was like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to elbow this girl with my bad arm. And, and I actually got the uh, finish with my left arm, but I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, when did you actually get back into the gym to train with you know, other people? Um, for this fight, we started back in, I want to say May. Yeah, we started back in May in the gym, mm-hmm. and it was very little... training groups so for me and jp because we had fights we were in the gym with like people our size which was only like three or four max people um but now we're finally full back like full classes and everything but it's still our coach is very very safe like he's like making us get covid tests every week he doesn't care how much it costs he says you better come with that covid test every week if you want to train so he's making sure that everyone in that gym is taking precaution because there's so many UFC fighters that that can really risk a paycheck for for some of us people yeah some some big paychecks there now who are your training partners there at Fortis so for our training partners well my main sparring partner and training partner for this fight has been my husband Mm -hmm. Uh, he's been my he's been my everything for this fight I mean I can't thank him more than enough and stylistically he was great for my opponent Um, so he's my main but then I would also say my other main partner, my sparring partner, I have to give credit to um, my friend Philip. I don't know his last name, but Philip, he actually, he's a doctor. He doesn't even fight yet, but he's an animal. And he's been wonderful for this fight. He's my size. So I have Philip, I have my husband, and then I have Miles Johns, who's in the UFC. He's been also a very big help for this fight. Um, I can't thank him enough since quarantine, all that. He's also been wonderful and uh, we have Macy Kiosen I think I said her last name right <laughs> I have her uh, and then we have like a bunch of other people that aren't, aren't in the UFC or anything but those have been like my main people mainly the three guys Macy just she's a little bit big so I only train with her here and there but um, I'm mostly with the guys for this fight your upcoming opponent Hillary Rose thoughts on her and you know your breakdown of her skill set okay so I have a lot about Hillary Rose one, I think she's very skillful. I mean, if you watch her, you can tell she has skill. You know, she's more of on the well-rounded side. But if you really break down Hillary Rose, um, that's where I like to get into things. Uh, I really like to study my opponents. And for Hillary, I think she's she's great. She seems sweet. She she has skill, but she has not fought anybody. I mean, she has five. She's four and one. She wa- she lost her debut to Lindsay Williams, who Lindsay Williams is not going to discredit Lindsay Williams, but Lindsay Williams was also on the losing record side. Um, and I definitely thought that Hillary was the more well-rounded for that fight. Um, and then after that, 
she went on and fought all girls except for one girl with losing. So, so for me, it was more so, uh, okay, you can look great against somebody that's not good. You know, I watched these, her last fight was against a girl who was one in five, who I personally know from watching from back in the day. And I look at the fight and I, I was like, wow, Hillary looks wonderful, but anybody can look wonderful fighting someone who's not very good. And so for me, I'm like, what happens when she gets brought into deep waters? You don't know. So for me, I'm excited to see how her fighter instinct comes out. Like, I really want to test her and bring her to where she doesn't want to be. And that's on the feet. If you watch her fights, every time she gets in an exchange on the feet, she'll shoot a takedown. It's it's obvious what she wants to do. It's obvious where she wants to bring the ground, uh, bring it to the ground. So for me, I, I have the better fighter IQ. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it on the feet. I'm obviously never scared to grapple anybody, but I'm not gonna give her what she wants. She has to take me to the ground, which I'm no easy person to take to the ground. So I'm really I'm really just pumped. I'm really anxious. I'm obviously like two weeks out, so I'm getting in like that killer instinct mode right now. So. But yeah, I think she's great. I'm excited to give her a hug after the fight, but until then, I want to rip her head off, you know? So. Have you watched uh, the Contender Series this year so far, the first week? Did you watch it? I was actually at practice last night, but mm -hmm. I did get to watch the first fight, and it was right before my final sparring. So, I mean, I was hyped up. I was watching <laughs> the first fight, and the guy got the first round finish, and I just looked at my husband, and I was like, Whew, I'm ready to spar tonight and I actually had like the best sparring I've ever had so that was really nice it was a nice way to finish my fight camp and you know go into now now it's just getting the weight down which the weight's perfect weight's actually too good I'm still eating full meals I'm fully hydrated I'm the best shape I've ever been in so now for the next 13 days or 12 days till weigh-ins I'm just chilling I'm just now I finish this week off with some hard training but nothing too too much you know my coach is really careful with me he he's careful with everybody but because i'm the first one up next next week or a week and a half he he's just making sure it's just the finishing touches of the camp so i'm really happy you know it's been a long time coming for this fight and i just want to put my hands on her finally <laughs> i heard you're a good chef i heard you can cook really well yeah <laughs> who told you that my husband yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love cooking for that man. You know, he loves food, so it's nice. I always get to cook for him. But uh, I've been cooking for a long time. Yeah, I, it's just something I also enjoy. I'm not no fine dine chef, but I definitely try to be. I'm self-taught. My mom did teach me when I was young, but you know, when I moved out at 18, I I really just, you know, being healthy. I mean, for fight camps and whatnot, you really had to teach yourself because one, being a fighter is all fun and games, but the fight life also took my life almost. You know, I got sick really bad as an amateur. I got sick with double pneumonia and I was hospitalized after one of my fights in Vegas. So that is probably why I got like, and I was already healthy before that, but now nutrition, food, it's something that's really dear to my heart. And who doesn't love good food, you know? If you yeah, can make yeah. something healthy and make it good, like that's fun for me. Like I get to go home after training and I'm like, okay, well I can eat this, this and this, but how can we make it so it's almost like for me and my husband now my husband's also like a cook he comes in the <laughs> kitchen and he starts cooking too and i'm like master chef jp i was like where did this come from so for us cooking is like a hobby it's just we enjoy it all right 
how do you see the the contract winning performance happening and what do you visualize oh i i envision for sure me getting the contract one i'm i'm an exciting fighter i mean I, i'm if you watch my fights you know that there's going to be something exciting that i do so for me my my husband constantly tells me listen you alone in your style is <laughs> sorry you alone <laughs> hey you alone your uh, your style is entertaining so for me <laughs> cash it, I just need to go and perform. I just need to go out and be myself, and I know I'll get that contract. And I'm really looking forward to looking at Dana and telling him to to sign that contract. <laughs> All right, one last thing. Uh, there's many different types of competitors in the sport. You know, you've been through the amateur ranks. Now you're in the pros. Would you consider yourself right now a, a martial artist or a, a prize fighter? <sighs> prize fighter meaning like a star? Yeah, prize fighter meaning like you, you train to fight, make money. You know, martial artist is like, you know, the money doesn't really matter. You know, that type of mentality. You know what I mean? Because it changes throughout the years. Yeah, that's actually a really nice question. So growing up, I've been in martial arts since I was four years old. Growing up, I've always had the mentality. I mean, I came from a Taekwondo background since I could basically walk. So for me, definitely the martial artist side. But now that I'm... 25 years old been in the game for 20 plus years i'm definitely looking at my career and i'm looking at the money side also i'm like i know what i can bring to the table i know i can market myself well and i know that i can be the type of fighter where people want to pay so also i have family now so for me i'm looking at the opportunity side of this martial arts world i love and martial arts will always be something that's dear to my heart as it's the only thing i've ever done my whole life there was nothing else um so i'm always going to be a martial artist but now that i'm getting older i look at the what's what's next after this because i can't fight forever i want to be a mom one day you know i am a wife so you know in the next 10 years I want to be able to save my money. I want to be able to do everything I can in these next 10 years of fighting if I go that long for fighting. And I want to rack up all my money. I want to be I want to be the next Conor McGregor. Like I mm. want to be the female version of it. I want to be but I want to be myself. You know, I want to be myself. I want to be a role model cuz there's the next generation that's looking up to us. You know, I was a taekwondo instructor for many, many years at a young age. I was a taekwondo instructor from the age of 11 or even younger. So I was a volunteer instructor. I traveled the, I traveled the America <laughs> to, to schools and teaching about self-defense and respect and discipline. And that's something that's always going to be dear to my heart. But at the same time, fighting is not a career. It's opportunity. All right. Well, the opportunity comes August yeah. 18th, Contender Series, Las Vegas. Thank you so much for the time. It was uh, incredible chatting with you, and uh, hopefully you do go in there, perform to the best of your levels, and, and get that contract. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.